Hey, what's happening, everybody? Ears up in depth, and boy, am I riled up. Jeremy got me riled up the pre-show, and now, uh, now I'm just I'm coming out uh, like a racehorse. Um, <laughs> That's because I know I know what needs to happen in order to get a show with high energy. So that means I have to. You know, bait you before we go on yes. so that you're just out of a cannon. That's right. You're a master at doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you did there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, what's up, everybody? We have uh, a lot of good Disney news for you, of course, as per the huge. I have a segment that I'm going to be doing, which is basically my second story. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe some singing, maybe some dancing. Who knows? I really don't know. I really don't know what's going on. Uh, but anyway, Jeremy, good to see you, man. It's been like, uh, I don't know, one week <laughs> we've done. <laughs> well, I was trying to schedule this show, this dingy show. And Jeremy texted me back. I've been on the air with you for the last four weeks in a row. And I'm like, that's the way the martini gets made. No, the Manhattan gets made. I don't know. I made some drink reference. But it is true. Uh, you have been on the phone or on the um, on the show with us for a long time. Yeah, I just was like, God, I, I have to get on there again this week? Like, what is happening? Well, so this is five. It's five. And I blame Don Dorsey because we had yeah. to push the show twice and compress everything. However, Don Dorsey news, um, I released the show and I emailed him, thanked him very much for coming on and apologized again about the uh, technical uh, issues. And I even soft pitched him to come back on. We should have you back on. Because at the end of the show, Jeremy, you were like, oh, we didn't even talk about this thing and this thing and whatever. And I'm like, wow, maybe we could do another show with Don. That'd be really great. So like 10 days goes by. <laughs> Has it been something like that? I forget. Let me, has, let me not, look at the thing. It's only been seven days. We interviewed him a week ago today. Uh, yeah, I guess it was. Oh, and actually, I emailed him four days ago. Okay. Well, in my mind, it's been like 10 days. 10, ten days. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going... Okay, he's not going to email back. He had a terrible time. And instantly, I'm thinking about my Rolly Crump interview and how terrible that was. And I'm like, I, I but I thought it was really good. And Don was so good at, at, at taking the question and then turning it into an actual answer. Not a lot of people can do that, uh, where he just goes and then he goes, he goes deeper into the question and then pulls out some other memory and then leads us on. Like he was, you know, sort of his answers were very much guiding the thing. And uh, it was just, it was really great. Anyway, uh, he wrote back and said that uh, he would love to do another one early in the new year. Jeremy. So Don what? Dorsey, now I'm just going to say, and he says it was his pleasure. So all the pleasure goes to Don. There you go. Don Dorsey, we are now the official Don Dorsey fan podcast. And... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was really exciting. I was I was pretty happy about that. When people want to come back on the show, it makes me feel good. Yeah, and yeah. to not say, yeah, sure, sometime I'd love to come by, but to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I would never commit to something like that. No. I don't even know if I want to be back on in early in the, as soon as early in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have no choice. I mean, you're already going to skip our Christmas party, but we have to do the year in review. Also, the yeah. – um, the, um, I haven't like the Disneyland, the son of the Disneyland band leader, Stan Freeze wants to come on now. I need you for that. I need just basically need, I need to book you. Yeah. For the next like four you know, shows. And it's interesting. He, the, well, that's, I don't even know why I'm going off on a tangent now. Um, but he was talking about James Christensen a lot. He kept referencing James Christensen. And I didn't want to say, isn't that, but 
I think he was the second director of the Disneyland band after the original guy whose name now I forget. Wow. Um, but I think James Christensen was the director of the band in the 70s when the second album came out. So he knew the director of the Disney, the second director of the Disneyland band. <laughs> this is why. So I that will. The whole interview just was magic to me. It was great. It was great. And uh, again, you know, I think your questions really helped set it off. So thank you for your hard work. And, you know, before we reschedule him, I will give you, you know, a couple of weeks off. Thanks. Well, you know yeah, what it is? Welcome. It's not that I don't like recording the show. Like, yeah. obviously, I enjoy doing this. Right. But often I don't. It's like, like I want to do a Spectro Time segment, but I there's only so much hours in the day. And I'm I want to write a show segment, but I'm like I don't have time. Now I have to write articles for this. It's like there's I it's yeah. like sometimes I just can't devote. I, I need a I need a minute to like give you something better. I guess would be the way. Yeah, you do. And like you know, do you have a life? Other things in <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> um, just become like me and have this thoroughly absorb your entire life, and then be unhappy about it for most of your life, and then it'll be great. Just learn <sighs> well, to be don't... unhappy. <laughs> that's what happened yeah for sure i totally get it and uh by the way now the chat's up your alley about missing the christmas show just so you know so, up my alley. so now you have to uh now you have to come on <laughs> but anyway that's the exciting news so uh, i just wanted to uh to throw that out there don like the show you had a good time he doesn't hate us which is what i thought instantly would happen i my money was on that one too <laughs> <laughs> uh that's fair enough jerry Okay, look, should I go first or what? Yeah. All right, let's Take do it. Take it off. All right. Well, Jeremy, ever since the introduction of the Fast Pass, guests of the Disney Resort have been trying to figure out why the parks seem to feel more full than they ever had before. It's been well documented that the Fast Pass system actually increases wait times of the rides, keeping people in the shops and walkways of their favorite Disney park, clogging the streets, and giving every day that special feeling of, wow, it sure is busy in here, huh? As with any change, we eventually settled into a spot of mutual understanding. Fast passes, however flawed in their execution, were here to stay, and we as guests were going to do everything in our power to game the system. Planning out fast pass distribution was wrapped into our trip planning, advice giving, heartwarming, spontaneous gifts to strangers when we had to leave the parks early and still had a valid fast pass, and sometimes used as an example of our Disney devotion. Even though fast passes seemed imperfect, we accepted our little adopted paper children. Then along came the Disney equivalent of CPS. The ghoul that is Disney Genie Plus kicked down our doors and snatched our paper children away, replacing them with creatures unfamiliar to us. <laughs> I couldn't figure out where you were going with that analogy. <laughs> All right, so I had to get it out of my system. I'm much better now. Much better now. The Disney Genie program rolled out to Walt Disney World a few months ago, and while there were issues, it seemed that overall-ish, most people enjoyed the system. Well, some people enjoyed the system. Probably some people did. This week, it was Disneyland's turn at the wheel. The Disneyland Resort was subject to the steady hand of the Genie starting Wednesday, so just yesterday, as a matter of fact. As a refresher, the FastPass system was replaced with the Lightning Lane, enabling guests with the Genie Plus add-on to skip the lines, air quotes, on most rides within the park, one ride at a time. This previously free feature was met with much outrage, but like anything else, the rage subsided into a steady roiling boil online. And considering you get free photo downloads and some kind of audio experience along with the price, most people shrugged it off and took the L. 
Well, Jer, the gates of the Disneyland Resort opened up to what I can only be described as a fatal crash and burn. Reports of outages of the service were widespread yesterday on its rollout, with some people unable to even use the service they paid for. In some cases, you could make reservations, but not use them. Or you were unable to see your reservations within the app. Or you could see your reservations, but not make a new one. <laughs> it sounds crazy. Uh, user Too Cool Breezy on Twitter says, uh, It's infuriating. We were able to book one ride first thing. Now, nothing. We spent 20 minutes with a black jacket employee who tried to help. He also tried to give us MEPs to make up for our troubles, but he couldn't get them to upload. They don't show up in the app either. MEPs are the, the anything goes passes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can like the fast passes you can use on anything, I think. Uh, but like even the employee couldn't figure out what was going on, which of course he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to do it. It's like he can go in and like you know debug the thing or whatever. But he's gonna try because that's his job, you know whatever. Perhaps the biggest scandal, however, is what I'm calling Waitgate. Dateline Disney on Twitter reported that the standby times posted in the Disneyland app sometimes varied from what Genie reported for the same rides at the same time, with the standby times being lower than what Jeannie was showing. The accompanying screenshot of the tweet showed that at 11.19 a.m., the standby wait for Haunted Mansion was 20 minutes. The Disney Genie tip board was showing that same standby wait time as 50 minutes. For Indiana Jones at the same time, standby was posted at 20 minutes, but over in D Disney Genie Land, it was showing 75 minutes. Small World, same thing. Five-minute standby time in the app, but through the genie filter, that time jumped to 35 minutes. Now, many Twitter sleuths have been saying this is Disney auto-inflating the times in order to get people to pay for lightning lane passes or even just Genie Plus. Well, I don't know how plausible that theory is. And here's, the, here's where they're getting the theory from. It's literally from the Dateline Disney tweet. They say, as Disneyland's Genie service debuts with crashes and outages, fans have noticed attraction wait times are being inflated in the Genie section of the app. Is Disney artificially inflating wait times in Genie to drive sales of the service? That's the question. And it's just, it reminds me of that South Park where Cartman takes over the school news and just starts slandering everybody and goes, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> and it's like, this is literally not true. I know, but I'm asking the question to see if it is true. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past Disney. I would totally believe it if they were lying and scamming to make us, to in incentivize us to buy or entice us to buy genie plus because we think that the lines are too long i wouldn't put that past them but equally <laughs> i believe that disney has terrible technology and their wait yes. times are probably just all screwed up like i think anything is possible over there i look i definitely agree uh while i don't know how plausible the theory is i mean if you're gonna fleece people don't make it so easy to check it does give me pause on even using the service. I mean, it's not that the wait time data is that hard to pull. It's literally in another section of the app. Now, the times could be historical as a big selling point of using Genie to plan your trip was that the system had access to past data in order to estimate wait times. So it is a real possibility that Disneyland populated the Genie AI with info from 2019, let's say, since 2020 and 2021 were so skewed data wise and then posted the tip board times were simply a reflection of what the wait times would have been pre-pandemic. But again, it's not like <laughs> it's not like there's just a whole lot of 
a park's worth of live data in the app that they can pull from. And I mean, that then that never happens. Uh, the other side of this is that standby times are set by cast members for the most part. Five or six times an hour, a cast member sends through what's called a flick card with a guest. That's little red cards. Card scanned at the front of the line and then at the end of the line so that Disney can check the cast members on the ride for accuracy for the wait times. But the wait times are basically set by cast members in the rides. They call in to ops and say, we're at a 30-minute wait time, and someone in ops updates the apps and the ride board. And since you have people setting the standby and you have Disney Genie tip board running on AI, it's probably less about Disney trying to run the bag and more about two systems working the kinks out on opening day because they are two systems. I don't think Disney Genie was was done in-house like the wait times were. So it could just be, I think there was just a miscommunication. Considering that Disney not only issued refunds, but handed out $20 gift cards to people who purchased Genie Plus that day, I say Waitgate was a bust. By the way, I had some people test this out, and both the standby wait times and the tip board are syncing up today. So, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that disparity is no longer there. That's what I've heard. Now, I'm sure there's going to be you know issues, but like I said, man, I, I saw the thing, and I'm like, oh, that does make sense, but it made me learn a little bit more about how Genie works. And so you open up the app, and you can activate Genie and tell her what you like, and then as it plans your day, the tip board says you can also do this as well. But I don't know if it sets the, 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 the wait time, again, based on the historical data that was talked about or the, the wait times from the wait time app. I, I would imagine if I was running this thing, I'm like, okay, we're going to have historical data. Let's try to lean on that more heavily and then maybe phase out the cast member standby wait time thing. So you, then you're sort of driving people to use it. Look, if you want the wait times, you got you to use the, the free Disney Genie. Right. I'm still wondering, though, if there isn't the possibility of there being some funny business going on, because just because now those two wait times that they're displaying, those systems are matching up, yeah. doesn't mean that that wait time isn't still inflated to what's really happening on the ground. Because that we haven't in Disney World noticed the, the disparity between the apps. Mm-hmm. But what you do notice is the actual time that you're waiting in these lines and the posted wait is the, the actual time is always much shorter than the posted wait. So you go up to Soren and it says 60 minutes and it's 20 minute wait. Yeah. And we, and so the, the theory even before this was rolled out in Disneyland, but in Disney world has been, well, the wait times are just being inflated everywhere. No matter where you're seeing it, whether it's on the digital board above the standby entrance that they're being inflated to drive people to Disney, Disney genie plus anyhow. And I mean, that's a theory that I understand, but learning about how the wait times are posted, they're created, they're posted by the cast members. They're generated by CMs on the ground who, if they feel understaffed or whatever, they will inflate the wait time. So they're monitoring it themselves and then calling it in. So it's, it's less about like Imagineering trying to, to do that, which would make sense. And I think it's just more about people just sort of like frustrated about being understaffed and, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, tension going on and, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. But so that's how that system works. That's what someone's calling it in with all the technology they have that now it's literally just someone making it up. Well, that's what I've been told. And, uh, by former cast members, and like recent ones too. So it's not like it's, it's been changed, but it's more like, 
less technology and more like boots on the ground. You know, like the only people who are really going to know the times are the cast members themselves. And they send those cards through those flick cards. So ops can check in on how the times for the cast members are doing because they'll notice if a, if a line is just moving slowly for one reason or another or whatever. Um, I, I don't see why they can't just base everything on the stupid cards. But I assumed that that's how it worked. I thought the, the flip too. card was what updated the clock. Me too. And I'm sure that different rides, it varies. Like on Indiana Jones, that's not how it is. Indiana Jones is like cast member set the thing. But like, I mean, maybe on Autopia or whatever, like something easy, you should leave it up to the thing, you know. But that, Fascinating. Yeah. It's weird, right? It's a weird system. But anyway, that's my story. So uh, wait gate, it's not a big thing, but uh, <laughs> Disney Genie did not have a good experience on its opening day. And uh, hopefully things get a little smoother for everybody moving forward. Well, th- this isn't my story, but this technology was a disaster for Disney overall this week because, like I said, this isn't my story. I didn't research this, but on Wednesday, I think, or Tuesday, Amazon had a big outage. Yeah, I and think on Tuesday. Amazon... Web services supports all of this technology for Disney World. Uh, yeah, the so Disney you- Plus for sure, um, and I think the app even too. Because I thought I read that people couldn't get on the app, they couldn't book tickets, they couldn't get into the into couldn't the park. Get into the park, yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, it was d- disaster. <sighs> so technology has uh, been a problem for Disney this week overall. Yeah, that's that cloud, man. The cloud was storming that day, Jeremy. <laughs> there was a storm in the cloud. Well, you know all about this Galactic Star Cruiser coming to Disney World, right? You've been hearing about it? I've been hearing about it, yes, absolutely. It hasn't been getting very much uh, good press lately. No, it really ha- It's been sort of like uh, being um, dumped upon us a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Because in our <laughs> Destination think- D roundup, we talked about that clip of Damaro with a lightsaber and the training thing or whatever, and then the comments were overwhelmingly just... <laughs> just cla- well, <laughs> clowning on disney it was bad well it's gotten worse since then if you can believe it good i'm so glad about that i don't know why i don't know well i don't you know i do know why okay they're charging five to six thousand dollars for this <laughs> thing right. and i want to see it tank you're right the negative press really got going early last week when disney released a new teaser video showcasing the star cruiser so abc actor sean gambrone I think that's how you pronounce that of the Goldbergs was in the video. He joined Disney Imagineer and Mauro Johnson in this horribly cringeworthy video <laughs> to promote the Star Cruiser. Yeah, it was and pretty they, bad. And they really just show what we what we already saw mostly at D23. So if you were watching the Destination D recaps or you heard us, this is basically just a more professional version of all of that put together. We see the bridge. Of course, um, again, you see, he, you know, he puts it into warp drive. He says, punch it. And then they go fast. I think that is that is it called warp drive in Star yeah. Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going oh, uh, going like to warp Trek. speed. But the warp okay. drive propels you into warp speed. Got it. Yeah. A little building blocks on that. Another new reveal was Sean, the actor, wanders off in the video and finds himself in this nightclub on the ship. And there's a singer starts singing and he's mesmerized and the singer is Gaia. I don't know anything about Star Wars. I don't know if Gaia is someone we've been wanting to meet or had already met. I don't know what that is. No, she's uh, I think she's a character just for this. But she is a race of people that is featured heavily in Star Wars. Yeah, well, not heavily, uh, but 
we've seen we've seen this race of people before. So it's just like a you know people are people will know the 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 twin like braid you know hair like that's not hair it's like skin or brain I don't know something like a tail it, it, it looks like, a, like almost a ram's you know a ram's uh, horns mm, okay well why don't we take a listen to how annoying these two are Jason let's do that. Moral. Hello there. I'm super excited to see what you and your team created. We cannot wait to have you aboard because Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is a first of its kind vacation experience. This is unreal. It's like I'm walking straight into a Star Wars movie and then there's activities you can do on here. Yeah, there are activities on board the ship. The first one that I'm really excited about is lightsaber training. Oh my gosh. We can go to hyperspace. Punch it! Punch it! <laughs> So we've really focused on making sure we have some of the best entertainment in the galaxy on board. Oh my gosh, I was just in there, the lights were low, and this performer just came out of nowhere. You just it, met Gaia. She was incredible. Let's get you back Jeez. to the launch pod in your home planet. Extra horny, Sounds dude. Great. All right. <laughs> I mean, just the beginning of that was like, he just talks like that, and I don't know if, you know, he has uh, any sort of like, uh, you know, physical ailment or whatever, but... His speech is very, very weird and off-putting. I saw this. I thought he was like a 12-year-old boy. He's a very short man. Yes, I looked it up. According to internet, he's 5'5". Five, five. Okay. It was weird because also the, stature. the way, he, uh, the way he, he acted and the way he moved, his movements were very big and his expressions were wide. It was very like, uh, like a younger person would act. I wouldn't expect an over-20-something to be this excited about it and this animated and this whatever. It was very much like, you know, how you get sometimes these child actors are like 12. They just, wow, everything is the best thing ever because I'm acting and I'm an actor. I'm a child. Yeah, it was That's like how really, it was. It was really big acting. Like everything yeah. was really big. Even his walk was like very with an agenda <laughs> and like a lot of swagger. <laughs> like what's going on? He did on? have a lot of swagger. I will say the yeah. best part of that video, which I did stop when he met Gaia because it's like, I can't take this anymore. Um, but, but the best part about it was when they went into like hyperspace and, you know, he said, portrait (laughs) and the, the the camera sort of reversed angle. So you got like him in the rest of the, the rest of the bridge rather than just the windows that we've seen with tomorrow. Like his expression was very big and he's like, Whoa. And it looked does look up like, yeah. And it looked very quote unquote realistic. That was for me, the best part of the acting of that, where it was like, the reaction, and I know it was big, and I know it was an act, and I understand all that, but he did a good job. Everything else was just not good. <laughs> it, was, it was not good. And I'm sure he does a lot of charitable works, but uh, I'm sorry. That wasn't very great. <laughs> I just don't understand why he's so mesmerized by a singer in a lounge. A like, it's perform- a lounge act. This performer came on. She was great. <laughs> he, he, he sounded very, He was, like, out of breath. Maybe a little horny. I don't know. It was the whole thing was a very weird vibe. It was it was odd. It was very uncomfortable. So Disney, just as we have just done, Disney and Star Wars fans universally hated this. It was, <laughs> it was very difficult to find someone who was like, well, that looks good. Star Wars because, fans are fickle. Well, I'm not even a Star Wars fan, but I was I'm like, don't make me watch things that are going to make me cringe so much. And so I think part of it was it's really cringy and weird and awful, but it's also really light on content. So it's like there's a whole lot of production and nothing is really new or exciting or 
so it's kind of like I feel like we've just been had by the worst couple of actors I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, especially because the the pushing into light speed was we've already seen that with Demaro. That video is already out there. We already know about it. So yeah. why have this dude come on and do the same exact thing but bigger? Yeah, it's it's, it's strange. Yeah. I mean, I do think part of the reason is because the the Demaro stuff was meant for Destination D. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. I think it was for a different audience. I think this is for a much broader audience. <laughs> okay. So that this is like you know this is our big entrance. Yeah, what we okay. got at Destination D was the preview. Yeah. But people are starting to look at this thing and go, "Is that all that there is?" That <laughs> like, people are plunking down five or six thousand dollars to stay at this place for two nights, and so far what we're seeing is really light lightsaber training, a lounge, a bridge. We get it. The comments on YouTube were ferocious, but then something happened amid all this negative blowback with just comment after comment is negative and cringy and be like, you're so terrible. Suddenly, after six days, the video is gone. No. <laughs> you can't. Find, it's off every platform. It's out of and, and news articles had linked to this. Oh, so you yeah. go to a news article about it, and it's like, here's the video, and it says video not available. Like <laughs> Disney pulled the plug on this; they yanked it oh. like they were starting a mower. What? <laughs> Imagine being those two actors. I would feel so bad. I feel bad for them. <laughs> they just did what they were told to do, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 harsh. That's harsh. I think he probably doesn't care. He's cashing a check, and she's an Imagineer. I bet actually she does feel bad because. She's the Imagineer, I think, who headed up this project. Mm. <laughs> like, so not only is her performance oh getting God. panned, but her work. Like, everybody hates what she's doing. Oh, um, and so this is raising some questions with Disney observers who are starting to think that Disney may actually have quite a bit of a problem on its hands. And with their, them pulling this, it shows they're probably aware of it, mm. which is even more interesting. Consider that during the most recent earnings call, Bob Chapek, the Disney CEO, boasted about the Star Cruiser being sold out already for its first four months. Then Disney releases this promo video, which can best be described as lackluster. (laughs) And next, some Disney fans have noticed availability starting to open up in those first three months. Wow. Particularly in March, the first month that it's open. Now. Guest booking had to put down 20%. That's the that's the book it. You got to put down 20%. Okay. The remaining needs to be paid out in full 90 days out from the start of the trip. Wow. To really lock you in, I guess. Wow. To lock you in. We are right at that 90 day mark for those first March trips right now. Oh, wow. Right on the heels of this video. Yep. And suddenly there's availability popping up left and right in this. I checked earlier in the week. There was 10 today, 16 nights available in the first three months when it had been completely sold out. So are people just like, is it, is it related to the bad press? Maybe. Is it, is it just that it's a lot of money and people are looking at this video and saying, should we just cut our losses with the 20%? Like, I don't want to spend another you know, a couple of grand to get into this thing. <laughs> All it is is me in front of a laser beam <laughs> and that lounge with that Ram singing. I mean, I love Ram singing. Um, so that's what's happening. But then today, Disney starts up with the videos again. 
Okay. A new video sent out to guests, but this is, it was sent directly to guests who are booked on the Star Cruises. People who have reservations, this video goes out to them. Now, obviously, we all see it, though, because people have shared it and put it on YouTube. What else? Right. This features agent Andaria Zinn, who's basically our cruise director, because, right, it's like a cruise. You're right. So she's basically playing the part of the cruise director. She's prepping the guests for their upcoming voyage. Now, she runs through all the fun activities that guests can experience on the ship, which is lightsaber training, having a drink and going to that bridge. Like, again, (laughs) nothing new. Okay. But the best part is she uses a, a tool to as she's explaining like you could go you could go to the bridge and do lightsaber training you could go you know all these different things so she's using this holographic tool and this tool projects a hologram of whatever she's talking about up above it okay and keen-eyed observers noted that the tool she's using is just an iphone (laughs) no 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 i don't believe you have to look at this video. It's literally an iPhone 11. It, it is in a case. It's, it's an so iPhone? It's an, it, look at it. Where the lens is, where the camera are. There's the side buttons are on it. It's an iPhone. And everyone is commenting, why is this person using an iPhone in Star Wars? I, some people have even screenshot, because it's a video, but people have taken stills of it and like zeroed in on this iPhone that she's ultimately holding as a prop. It's They're trying to disguise it, but it's an iPhone. I mean, I guess I, guess, I don't really know what iPhones look like, so maybe it's, maybe it, I don't know. But that's hilarious, because it does look like a, just a phone. <laughs> but like... Where the cutout is, where that beam comes out of, that's where the light and the camera are on an iPhone. <laughs> okay. And, and when, you, when you look at the side, there's like the divot, like for the for the for the switch. It's oh gosh, good I gravy, mean, dude. I suppose it's possible that that's not an iPhone, but it looks like an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I'm pretty sure it's an iPhone. That's very funny. I. I Oh, my God. They are not good at this. They're not good at it. Well, again, Jason, the comments have been very harsh because this is just out today. Deanna Barry on Twitter said, so it really is just lightsaber training in a bridge. That's all we've got. (laughs) (laughs) At Innoventions East said simply in all caps, how does it get worse? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Tony, Tony, Tony Stark says... It's too late to get a full refund. In case you weren't second-guessing your decision, here's a video to change that. It's too late to get a full refund? So you put down your 20%, you plonk that down, and then you bail, you're out that 20%? You're out the 20%. Oh, hell no. No. Uh-uh. Irresponsible. No. Irresponsible? Yes. How dare Disney take that money? Non- non-refundable? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, too late man. to get a full refund. I mean, I guess this is a big lesson to not do anything that's non-refundable. Well, especially something that you don't know about. Brand new experience? No, I'm not going to do that. Right. Like if it's a, I would pay, I would book a, a non-refundable hotel. I've done that before, but it's a Westin, and I know what to expect. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I wouldn't. I don't know that I would do that. Although I think on a, actually on a Disney cruise. 
you know, if you book a Disney cruise, the payments kind of the same, like you, ha- you owe a chunk, then you owe a chunk, then you owe a chunk at certain points as it gets closer. And I do think that that's not refundable. Well, and, and that's fine because people have gone on it and you know what to expect. You can watch videos of people's trips or whatever. This is a brand new experience coming off of the heels of us not getting what we were promised, even just with Star Wars land in that in and of itself. Now, right. here we are with yet another Star Wars property. I really, truly think Star Wars has, or Disney has no idea what to do with Star Wars. So they're trying to make a guest experience, but they over-promise consistently. They oversell. So you're actually, you, you made me think of another point uh, that, that someone made. There's this, there's this website or like a YouTube channel called Mickey Views. It's okay. actually really great. This guy does great work. Nice. And he pointed out that the this this hotel's done everything's finished inside and it, this video like you said oh you can see videos of a cruise ship and see what you're expecting this video that they put out today shows or or sorry rather the one that they took down from last week so this is our look inside right you get yeah. to go in the bridge we get to, but it still showed a lot of concept art in place of actually showing us what's inside so the rooms that we saw in that video were just concept art displayed in a video like they didn't actually take us in so it's an interesting point that even when they're giving us previews of what's inside they they show us a little bit but it's really still just concept art so you still don't really know what it's going to actually look like when you get in there and it's done well that to me means finished is it done though i mean number one it might they might still be working on it on the inside who knows but also, I understand they don't want to give you too much. They want it to be an experience, and they want it to sort of like leak out when it's supposed to or whatever. Um, but I think they just overpromised. But then uh, the other part of that, the other side of that, is Disney fans expecting too much. It's almost like they expect to be shot into space. They expect to have a real lightsaber that can cut through metal. They, you know what I mean? There's these like expectations of really being in a movie. It's not enough anymore to have the have the the space look like a set. It's not enough anymore because we've we've I think we've been sort of desensitized to that level of engagement. Like Star Wars Land is perfect. It's a beautiful space. There's not a whole lot to really do. We were oversold on that, and then a lot of things were were stripped away. So people were a little bitter. But you go into that environment and you really feel like you're not in Anaheim anymore. It's great. Now that now that feeling is going to happen with Star Wars uh, Galactic Cruiser, but the experience isn't really going to be there, and then you feel like you're stuck in there, and like you, it, I, I don't know. I feel like we're expecting too much out of this experience. It's going to be dinner theater. This is what Taryn's been saying the whole time. It's friggin' Tony and Tina's wedding. It's dinner theater for two nights. And right. if you're not disappointed with it, you 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 will be. I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't think many people are going to be happy with this experience. The difference is with. With Galaxy's Edge, it doesn't have to be as it doesn't have to be that great. It doesn't have to live up to every expectation because the barrier to entry is a park ticket. This is a six thousand dollar proposition for yeah. two days. I think for six thousand dollars, you should have six thousand dollars worth of expectations, and they should be exceeded. That's what you do. Correct. That's but that's right. not what's happening. I think this is a six thousand dollar price tag for a dinner show. Yeah. Well, and I wonder. The the Disney parks got bullied online by their fans enough to pull a video. What a time to be a lot like this is just an incredible amount of backlash. 
kind of wild, man. Like, usually Disney's great at deleting negative comments. I know I've tried to make them several times in their blog posts years ago. And my comments just get wiped time after time, so I yeah. gave up. The fact they just leave them up on the thing. You can lock the comments. Why aren't they doing that? Why didn't they learn from the um, from the video that was released for D23 with Damaro doing stuff and people ripping them up a new one in the comments there? Post a video and don't have any comments on it. But they just don't. Their their social media teams are still kind of scattered. I think too. I mean, there's been a lot of issues with them in the news lately too. So it's it's weird, man. The whole thing's yeah. weird. I think well, it's very don't give them too. any ideas because <laughs> I want the comments to stay. I like the blowback. It's fun to watch. It is. I think this is fantastic. I love it all. Yeah. I I would prefer that Disney was just a great company that deliver that like blew away our expectations and you know we could love it all, but. Unfortunately, there's just not a lot to love right now. <laughs> All right, Jer, let's take a break. Let's take okay? a break. Take a break. We're going to come back. I got some more stories. I got a new segment to deal with. Jeremy has a new story as well. So uh, we'll be right back here on Ears Up In-Depth. Hang tight. In-Depth, reporting Disney news that's probably not made up. That's right. But also, you know what? You never really know. You never really know how much news is made up anymore these days, Jerry. You know what I mean? Right. I just assume it's all fake. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's probably the best way to do it. All right. Here's I got a new segment for us, Jer. Oh, I love a new segment. All right. Let's go. <laughs> the week that was in clickbait news. <laughs> That's right. This is the week that was in clickbait news. First up on our clickbait news line, Deseret News which is a Mormon news outlet I learned recently. I thought it was really weird. Uh, recently lit up our teletype machine with this headline, quote, three hacks for surviving Disneyland without a fast pass. <laughs> Jerry, if you had to go to Disneyland and not use a fast pass, what would you do logic in your logic side of your brain? What would you do logically to navigate going on rides with no, uh, you know, without the steroid that is fast pass? Or lightning lane or I, whatever. And and not just avoid rides altogether like I usually do. <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to ride rides and you had no way to skip the lines, you had to do standby, what would you do? I would wait for a parade or a fireworks. Well, not a fireworks spectacular. Cause, well, I would wait for a bad one of the new fireworks spectaculars because <laughs> they all are terrible. Yeah. And I would wait for those. And that's when the crowds get big in the hub and the, the weights for the rides go down a bit. That's true. That's I would do. Uh, that's a good one. Well, here are the three hacks that Deseret News says uh, you can use to survive Disneyland without a fast pass. And of course, the surviving Disneyland is not even what has you know riled my feathers. It's the hacks. I don't know why but hacks. Is it a slow news week in the the Mormon Church? Why are they? Re- why is the Mormon news outlet reporting on this? I don't know. They actually. So the Deseret News does do a lot of um, of Disney news. Now and nowadays, last couple okay. of years, yeah. So okay. it's not sort of off the radar, but the clickbait is. Usually they're just pretty, oddly enough, pretty straightforward with their news delivery. But three hacks. The first one, monitor the standby line times. <laughs> that's not a hack. That's yep. just what you do. Nope. Nope. That's a hack, Jeremy. Uh, the best tip for surviving the Disneyland experience without a fast pass is to research your standby line times on the Disneyland app. Okay. That's it. That's the hack. 
Man, that's some savvy workmanship right there. Oh, and and this is a uh, um, you know real world experience. So, quote: In one scenario, we wanted to ride the Indiana Jones ride, but there was a sixty minute wait. The Matterhorn had a twenty minute wait time, so we rushed over to Matterhorn, waited in the standby line, rode it once, and then came off to find Indiana Jones only had a thirty minute wait time. Sometimes jumping on a ride with a shorter line can help pass the time before your next favorite ride is available. Sometimes it can. That's not passing the time. That's doing another thing. Passing the time is reading a book. Waiting is still waiting. But passing the time is not doing something else at a park that you can do a bunch of stuff at. I have a hack. Uh, If you're hungry, (laughs) eat something. (laughs) Here's a hack for moving through the crowds at Disneyland. Walk. (laughs) Uh, number two keep your eyes open and move through the park what what does that mean on one instance we walked by pirates of the caribbean ride on our way to hit up fantasy land hit up these people are hip we noticed that there was no one in the opening landing spot for the ride even though the ride time said 35 minutes we knew it must be a lot shorter so we rushed into the ride and got through the line in a flash A family behind us did the same thing. By the time we reached the boats for the ride, a line had piled up behind us. Sometimes surviving in Disneyland without a fast pass requires you to move around the park and spot openings when they happen. So number two hack, use your eyes. (laughs) And the last one, Jeremy, decide which rides you really want to ride and how long you're willing to wait. (laughs) So set boundaries for yourself, which is very healthy in any sort of situation. This is just, no, this is just using your brain, like just making decisions as you live. (laughs) Here's a hack for existing. Breathe. (laughs) Make sure there's enough air around you at all times. I want to know if this person has a hack for the grocery store. Make a list. (laughs) Uh, I love hacks. I think that they're great. And uh, that was one of the things that happened this week in clickbait news. The second air quote news outlet to offend is the ever present inside the magic with a very classic clickbait line. And if I had to ask you, Jeremy, to write a pretend headline that was stereotypical of the clickbait sort of ethos, I think it would sound something like this. Disney prevents fires every night during fireworks with one simple trick. It's an actual headline that they've used. The simple trick is using water. (laughs) They spray the roofs of a couple of rides before the fireworks shows. That's it. Now, you might be thinking that's splitting hairs by calling it clickbait, but considering a better, less greasy headline could have been how Disney prevents fires during nightly fireworks show. I feel the label of clickbait sort of sticks. It's not a simple. What do you mean a simple trick? What are you talking about? Stop it. A simple trick to put out fires. Could someone alert the fire department that they've found this magical way? Oh, I mean, they have like sprinkler systems around the grass already. It's, it's, I have a simple trick to, to prevent fires in my house. I have a sprinkler system installed. <laughs> anyway, the last one is another inside the magic and it's great. Quote, Video reveals how Disney tricks you into leaving the park. Now your natural yeah, now your natural instinct is to go, what? 
But why would Disney want me to leave, much less trick me to do so? How dare they? Before you go stomping off to City Hall to file a formal complaint, the video they refer to is yet another TikTok video. So apparently someone at Inside the Magic just combs TikTok and looks for, for videos of people going, this is the best way to do the thing, and then they write it up as news. Uh, showing that at nighttime, Disney turns off the lights at the lower part of the giant Christmas tree in Main Street. Someone commented on the video and said, quote, if this was during closing time, we do it so guests don't make lines and continue taking pics. Nothing in there at all about tricking you to leave or tricking you at all. The headline makes no sense and is literal clickbait, luring you into scrolling through embedded link after embedded link before you get to the actual point of the thing, which is as dull as I just read. I mean, this article is just awful. It's one sentence paragraphs, and every paragraph has at least two hyperlinks back to their own articles, which is what you do, but it, it just looks messy. The video shows that the bottom of the Christmas tree in Disneyland's town square is unlit while the top is still twinkling. A comment from a cast member and the guest services operations team, Valerie, confirms that this is deliberate by Disney. It's like, that's what she says she is. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then, so they post the quote, which is, you know, we do it so you don't take pics anymore. The next conclusion. So there you have it. At the end of a theme park day, Disney prevents guests from lining up at the end of Main Street to take their family Christmas photos by turning off the lights at the bottom of the tree. Literally, no, they don't. They don't prevent you from lining up. They just turn it off to encourage you to not do it. They don't prevent you. You can still do it. So there you have it. You didn't come to any conclusion. You actually missed the point of the whole thing this lady said. Well, this reminds me what happened to me last night because I got tricked into leaving a restaurant oh really i was out to eat and then uh, you know it got late enough the kitchen closed and they stopped serving food and so i had to go <laughs> got me i was fooled is that is well there you go jeremy that was it that was this the week that was or whatever i said what did i say the week that was the week that was in clickbait news there you go the week that was in clickbait news, Jeremy. There you go. We had three very cool clickbait headlines. Just when you number thought clickbait was over. Number four will shock you. <laughs> yeah. Number eight always, will make you eat burritos. That's always the one that makes me so mad. Number, <laughs> number two is the one. And then well, you get there and you're like, Gah. I thought it was like the, the one simple trick. I thought for sure this is sort of faded out into the, like the pseudo bottom of the barrel journalism that like BuzzFeed used to do where, you know, it's like we don't. It's nothing just one simple trick. I don't know, man. Universal cast members hate them. It, it just, it's so bad. It's just, it's awful. And the comments on these are terrible. People light them up and they still do it. People on Twitter well, people light them up and they're just still, they just don't care. They don't care. No, never cared. They're not engaging in that feedback. The 21st Amendment Brewery's latest beer release, Tropical Brew Free or Die IPA, puts an island vacation in their whimsically designed cans. That's right, cans. This refreshing year-round release, Tropical IPA, is brewed with pale and Munich malts, brimming with a Zaka, Citra Cryo, and Mosaic hops, and topped with a splash of pineapple flavor. The result is a clean, refreshing beer featuring a mix of sweet malt, balanced bitterness, fruit-forward hops, and a nice tropical vacation at the finish. Tropical Brew for Your Die IPA is available at your local good beer shop, neighborhood taproom, and anywhere else people come together to find great craft beer. All right, what do you got for us, buddy? 
Well, I was going to ask you a question. Did 21st Amendment come out with a fall seasonal brew? Um, first of all, they're called beers. <laughs> they're called brews. That's one. If you didn't know this about me, I have a laundry list of things that bother me. One of, it, one of which is calling beer brews. Brew is a verb. It's not a noun. Okay. Um, I don't know. Actually, I was talking to Sully. I was like, hey, we need to write a new, uh, a new yeah, we thing. Need a new one. And he was like, yeah, we do. And I was like a month and a half ago. So I th- he's just super busy right now. Like things in the beer world are, they're, they're strained and they're pressured and it's, it's, it's tough. It's just like any other service, you know, industry, but worse somehow because uh, a lot of breweries were unable to compete with restaurants because they had to like have a kitchen tied to their brewery in order to serve food, in order to serve beer when normally food trucks happen, but restaurants could, could it just did, I don't know. This is a whole like weird sticky thing. So I think right. breweries are a little bit, a little bit behind the gun trying to, the you know, catch, catch up with up. everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it All just right. happens. Well, Disney world announced last week, something that people have been waiting for parking trams will be coming back to the resort parking lots. Wow. People, the trams have been closed since the pandemic began. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get it when the park's closed, you don't need trams, but <laughs> right. since then, it does seem that they could be back. On social media, guests have constantly referenced the lack of parking lot trams whenever Disney announces anything returning. So they always make a big to-do, like, oh, you know, fireworks are coming back. People are like, when are the trams coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of walking. People don't want to, you, you have to like ride in there and then walk all day long. Like, how many steps are you really saving? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's either you're walking all day long or you're waiting for the tram. Like you're doing one of two things in (laughs) abundance. It's either walking or waiting or both. But can't you just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it for people with disabilities, maybe need or you know might need need that help getting in. Sure. Yeah. Um, But there's a lot of people, I think, who maybe don't need them, but just really like them. Um, the announcement came in the form of a video. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love it. I love videos so much. The video showed a tram driver polishing up the outside of the tram. So even the return of something as mundane as parking lot trams is worthy of a Disney marketing video these days. <laughs> I mean, can you just turn them back on? Like, I don't know. We needed an announcement. Yeah. It's a slow news day. It's a slow news day. Magic Kingdom trams were announced to be returning this month, while the other parks trams are said to be returning at points throughout the upcoming year. So oh, my goodness. The announcement is some point in the next 12 months, Epcot might get a tram. Magic Kingdom will definitely have a tram this month. Wow. I wonder what it feels like for Disney social media team to not have to pull a video. I'm surprised they didn't because people were commenting and saying, you're marketing this. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. man. People call me negative. Jeez. Because it's just like, really? Like, just turn it on. I, I don't like what's the next video. This just in. We refilled the toilet paper. Like, these are just things <laughs> that should have to happen. Trams are a part of Correct. getting around. You know, yeah. we don't need an announce. It's not a, it's not an attraction. Right. You know, the the airport doesn't announce when they fix the moving walkway. It just it just they just turn it back on and go about their business. So that was a quick story. But I wanted you to know, in case you've been dying to get back on that tram at Magic Kingdom, that they are. Uh, I think they're already 
back. There's been some videos of them driving around. So I think even right now, Magic Kingdom cool. trams are back in action. I mean, I guess it's the little things, you know, just to be happy about, I guess. But yeah, I never take it because I like to get my steps in. Sure. Of course. Well, you're a jock. <laughs> jock it up. Jocks don't ride. Jocks no. walk and run. Jocks don't ride. All right, Jeremy. Well, good job, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think it was good. And thank you, everybody listening live. I really appreciate it. We are going to be back on the airwaves, on the Internet airwaves, on December 16th with our Christmas show, which Jeremy will apparently be missing. And we will will miss him and love him very much. But Taryn has been working on a game. I've made an announcement in Uh the chat. Uh Uh-oh, hold on. That I'm going to be joining the Christmas show. Whoa. (laughs) For the sixth week in a row, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have Jeremy Murray back on the air with us. I really appreciate that, for one. Well, you know what? They were showing me a lot of love, and people were saying that they, they were. I, I was moved by the by the, by the outpouring of tributes. <laughs> in the suckered, <laughs> suckered in is more like it. You also have to be on for the secret show, too. I mean, you don't have to be, but, you know, who wants to not do that? It's going to be four hours. Oh, I've got to make the drink. Where, uh, yeah, we have to. F- yes, well, yes, yes, you do. Tropical yeah. snowstorm. Absolutely. So look forward to that, everybody. We have a cool show for you planned. Uh, we also have the return of Dave from Dave Land Web coming back on to talk to us a little bit about Holiday Land, the now defunct uh, area of the park that was outside of the park. And uh, I think that'll be cool. We have some pictures to share with you online. So if you want to listen live, you can tune in and do that, or you can catch the video later. Or Dave is always really good about doing blog posts of all the th- stuff that he shared on the show. So looking forward to that as well. But uh, that'll be a good time. I might have a special interview. I don't know. I'm working on a thing. We'll figure it out later. But it's going to be a cool show. So uh, the 16th, which is in a couple weeks, everybody. So until then, be safe, have fun, and uh, we'll see you in the parks.